You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Seminoles, a.k.a. another edition of The Walkthrough, as today is game day in the stream yard. Today, I have Mr. David Wise. Davey, what's going on, my guy? Drake, game days are always a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day out here in Tallahassee, Florida, and I am ready. I love how you basically, you moved to New York, you live not too far (laughs) from Syracuse, and the game that basically you asked most of us to come up to see you that you were not down Tallahassee. And, and not one of you said yes. That is a very fair point. And, folks, as always, with the walkthrough, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is where the game starts. And, Dave, let's just go right into it. FSU right now is currently seven and a half point road favorites at the Carrier Dome. I know yeah. it's Jamie Wireless Dome, but until I'm old and gray, it'll be known as the Carrier Dome to me because they have no right. AC. It's hilarious. And also, the over under right now is, at, is over at 51. But, David, since this is your brainchild, where do you want to go to first with the preview? With the, sorry, with the walkthrough. Yeah, um, it, it's looking – all indications point to Garrett Schrader not playing in this game uh, for Syracuse at quarterback, which would mean Carlos Del Rio stepping in. We talked about it earlier in the week when we did our mini preview. Um, that's not good for Syracuse. He's He's been impossibly bad in limited snaps this year. Obviously, he played the whole game against Pitt. He played part of the game against Notre Dame after Schrader got injured. But you're talking about a dude who's completing under 50% of his passes and has a PFF grade of like 50. Um, and he's not mobile, uh, which is exactly what we were worried about with Garrett Schrader. Um, mobile quarterbacks we've had a hard time with, though I do wonder if well, he can move. Defense... He, can, he can move. He can move, but he's not like a dual threat that Garrett no, Schrader is. He's not Garrett Schrader. Very few quarterbacks on our schedule are Garrett Schrader. Like, He's please don't take this this uh, comparison the wrong way. He moves a little like Josh Allen, like that deceptively fast. He's we said last year he's either the fastest slow guy or the slowest fast guy there's ever been. Um, but Carlos Del Rio is not. Uh, he's he's not going to beat you on the ground, which which really lets you focus in. Um, he's not going to beat you through the air based on what you've seen out of him this year. So. All you got to do is stop Sean Tucker in this game. Sean Tucker ain't all that healthy, it seems, from the last few games. And when, if you can stack the box, force Carlos Del Rio to beat you uh, and, and get behind your DBs that have played better and better and have gained a little more confidence over, I think, this last couple couple games against Georgia Tech. And last week, I, I, I really expect them to make Carlos Del Rio uncomfortable. I expect this defensive line to have a, a great day and potentially some guys to make themselves some money for Florida State. So one of the things on Locked in AC, I kept saying last year when Sean Tucker was kind of emerging, the only way we saw Syracuse win games was basically on the back of Sean Tucker. One of the yeah. quotes I actually had all season was, Sean Tucker must ride. It was one of the things that you usually ride <laughs> oh, him down good. into the ground, ride him down like that. But right now, it's a little bit different because like you're saying, Dave, he does appear to be a little bit banged up. I think he's had, mm-hmm. I think last game he had 10 carries for 19 yards. That's not the Sean Tucker. That Uncharacteristic. Uncharacteristic. Like this kid came into the year as probably the number one ACC running back and mm-hmm. probably a top five running back in the country. And now you have a Ronde Gatson, very good tight end, very good option out there. He's also not 100%. This is a very, very depleted offense for Syracuse. So to me, for for this, 
I want to see the aggressive, fun defense that we saw from Adam Fuller over the past two weeks actually implemented here also on the road too as well. Yeah, there's there's just not a ton that you're worried about this Syracuse offense, specifically with the state of it right now with Carlos Del Rio, like they had quarterback Sean Tucker banged up. Like you just said, they're excellent tight end uh, kind of dinged up. There's just not a lot that worries you. Like if Carlos Del Rio goes out there, you challenge him to beat you deep. And he's just taking the top off to a bunch of receivers, by the way, that really aren't very good. Um, tip your hat to him because they just had a magical day putting Madden on rookie mode and got lucky, I guess. But this is a Florida State defense that I think its strengths and the areas it's improved on, especially its DB play, uh, are, are pretty well suited to a game like this because the only way Syracuse is going to beat you if Sean Tucker is banged up is to just throw the ball all over the place. Carlos Del Rio, again, I, I just don't think he's capable of doing that. So you shut the receivers down, you load the box, and you, you force Carlos Del Rio to just play a perfect game. I just don't see it happening, and I expect this – I expect this to be a really, really fun game, like you just said, for Florida State's defense, where they can kind of get, I'm not going to say get creative, but where some of those kids can kind of pin their ears back, especially along the defensive line. That's going to be a fun uh, dynamic to watch. So now let's shift over to our defense, uh, to their defensive line. Their defensive line actually in the past few weeks has been extremely hurt, extremely banged up. I want to say the nose tackle is also one of the smaller defense tackles in the country. I think it's like listed at five foot ten and a half, and Spoiler alert for you folks out there. A lot of these uh, athletes are lying about their height. They always add an inch. Trust me, I know I worked in compliance at lacrosse. That's one one of the big favorite things to do over there. But overall, to me, Dave, this defense for Syracuse is pretty banged up. They did lose Gary Williams. Now, it's still a very solid defense, especially in the secondary yep. with, with Deuce Chestnut. I think there's one over there. Also, that's a great, great name for a football player, Deuce Chestnut. But overall, to me, this is a team that, while I don't, they're not, they don't give explosives up that much, they're actually extremely poor in the run defense side of the game. And that's where I think we see Trey Benson, Lawrence Tofili, and if he's available, Mr. Uh, Treshawn Ward actually probably make their marks today. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to need Treshawn Ward in this one. Even if even if he's 90% and could go in this game, I, I don't – depending on how the game flow goes, I think you just run Benson and Tofili out there. And if, if it turns out you need him, like if one of those guys gets injured or – if this ends up being a tighter game than you would think, I don't know, maybe you give Ward some carries and see how he responds. But yeah, this, this Syracuse defense to me is the only possible way that they keep this game remotely close. This, this defense has played well enough at times throughout the year that especially earlier on in the year, we thought this was going to be a tough matchup to win, or if not, at least a close matchup. But right now, the, the way that defense has played the last few games, the injuries they've sustained, um, it's and and the the biggest weak point of that defense, like you pointed out, being their run defense. Man, um, it, it's gonna. It feels like it's gonna be kind of a pick your poison day for Florida State. Like I said earlier in the week, because you're one of the best running teams in the country. You have two. You have one of the best running backs in the country. And oh, by the way, he was your backup most of the year. Um, Jordan Travis obviously could use his legs. He wasn't called on to do it against Miami. Uh, he wasn't called on to do it all year, to be honest with you. Yeah, and he, well, uh, he did against Georgia Tech a bit. Uh, no, but, he didn't. He didn't rush once. Oh, sorry, not Georgia Tech. What What was the la- the game before the game before Georgia Tech? Uh, Clemson? Clemson, right? Didn't he run on yeah. Clemson? Yeah, he ran on Clemson. Um, but no, I, I don't think you're going to need to put Jer- Jordan Travis at any risk of injury in this game. So I don't know that you're going to need to run him. You might see it just a, a couple times, but. You're going to be able to throw the ball on a defense that, like you said, is going to be missing one of its best players overall in Garrett Williams. 
Um, you're going to be able to run the ball on a team that hasn't stopped the run all year, even when healthy, by the way. Um, so uh, th- here's the thing, Greg. This game, it's possible. It, it is possible that this is a closer game than I think and the biggest thing. It, I, I don't think realistically you play this game 10 times, you lose one of them. I really don't. Um, but I think it's really possible for the Syracuse to keep this game closed by playing uh, aggressive defense and by getting Jordan Travis off balance and, you know, by committing to the run early and hoping your DBs can just provide one-on-one coverage on the outside. It's possible that that could happen. Um, that's the really only chance in this game. The problem for Syracuse is Florida State has not been good on a down-to-down basis most of the year, and we've been good at third downs because of we've been so good at explosive plays. We've been in a lot of third and long. Syracuse is bottom 30 in the country in uh, opposing uh, third-down conversion percentage, and they're bottom half in the country in third-down conversion percentage themselves. So if they're going to be putting – if they're going to be, you know, not succeeding on first and second down on offense, Syracuse, and I don't really expect them to if Sean Tucker's not fully healthy, um, and if they're not going to be able to stop third downs on defense, you're just going to be able to march the ball right up and down the field, either efficiently or explosively. That's what I meant by pick your poison. So I think you're going to see probably a more conservative game called by Norvell than a lot of people want, uh, because I don't think you have to get super creative and fancy and risky in this game. I, I kind of agree with that, too, because if you watch the Notre Dame game, too, as well, they didn't have actually a lot of explosive plays. I don't think they had any r- rushing r- rushing attempts. Actually, rushes over 20-plus yards, but a lot of them were for, like, Six yards, seven yards, eight yards, six yards. So that's something that I think that this team has shown effectively, especially with Trey Benson, that they're fully capable of marching down the field. And you're right. This Syracuse defense is extremely talented. It's it's a very talented, very well-coached unit. It's very fundamentally sound and very disciplined. Shout out to Tony White, the defensive coordinator there as well. But if we're able to keep keep them on the field for a majority of the game and probably beat them down, gas them out, they don't have the depth to basically – be playing all four quarters and also conversely if we keep the offense side of the ball offensively their new offensive coordinator is defensive coordinator from virginia he was the brain armstrong kind of qb whisperer last season this yep. year with gary schrader he was amazing but now gary schrader being hurt it very it limits the offense so if we're able to do three and outs and basically prevent syracuse from draft for having long drives keep the defense side of the ball on the field and for syracuse side that to me there's where this game is actually going to be won so now dave we're towards the end of the walkthrough Give yep. me an X factor, someone that we need to watch out for for FSU on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. Uh, X factor on the offensive side of the ball. I'm just not expecting you to throw the ball all over the place. I think I, I just don't think you'll need to, um, although I'd love to see it. I, I think Lawrence Toafili is going to be the X factor. Uh, Trey Benson's a really easy pick, but Toafili seems like he's not only getting more confidence as the season goes on, but it seems like he's becoming – harder to take down it seems like he's seeing the field better and i'm just really excited by his development because we were knocking him for not being able to gain weight um and that kid's running really really hard right now so especially if Trayshawn ward doesn't go in this one I- i'm really excited to see what toa Feely does because i think he's going to get a lot of a lot of snaps and i think he's going to get a lot of targets both out of the backfield and in the uh passing game and on the defensive side of the ball Oh, I'm going to give it to Fabian Lovett in this one. I think that dude is playing for an NFL paycheck right now. And depending on how this season turns, depending on how the end of this season goes, that dude can make himself some real money and shoot up some draft boards, I think. So I I expect him to, I expect him to create some havoc on the inside, which not every interior defensive lineman does, but that guy makes the whole defense better. He makes the defensive line better. And I expect him to have a nice individual performance in this game. 
No, I mean, I completely agree with that. I think offensively, I think Lawrence Tofil is my pick as well. I think he's someone that we've seen. We've seen Trey Benson have the breakout game. We've seen Trayshon Ward have the breakout game. And I, I fully agree with you here that I think a wide receivers will have some shots. I think you'll see Mike Pittman yeah. have a decent game. Johnny Wilson, I love the kid. I think he'll do the same thing. But to me, Lawrence Tofili brings that sort of basically that pass catching ability also out of backfield yeah. that with Trayshon Ward, if he's not fully available, that's actually Trey, Trey Benson isn't as great at. So like Lawrence Tofili is a great supplement for that portion of the offense. But to me, defensively, I'm going to go with a name that we basically did not want to hear much being started, but he's been playing very well the past few weeks. I think Jerry and Jones actually is going to have a decent game today. And that's someone that basically he's been asked to start a little bit more with Amar and Cooper yep. being banged up, not being 100%. Same thing with Kevin Nolso as well, kind of struggling, but he's starting to find his form a little bit more. But Jerry and Jones, I think, might have the difficult task of helping out whoever is guarding Aronde Gatson in the second. Aronde Gatson, for Miami Dolphins fans out there, is the son of like wide receiver for the Dolphins back in the 90s. This is someone that is going to be their number one threat offensively. He's a six foot five, 216 wide receiver, great hands, large target. Originally was a tight end. So to me, Jerry and Jones will be the one helping out or facilitating, like double covering him. So to me, Jerry and Jones will be the X factor for the defense in this game. Yeah, I'd love to see a pick six out of Jerry and Jones. Wouldn't that be nice to shut some people up, including me? And including myself too as well. But folks, that was the walkthrough, our 10 to 12 minute basically episode, even though now I think we're at 14 minutes overall. So Dave, quickly, or however you want to take, please let the folks know how much you love them and also where to find us on YouTube and also the podcast level. Before I do that, I'm going to tell you the final score of this game is going to be 42 Ooh, to 13. I forgot to do that. To do that. <laughs> you can take that to the bank, 42 to 13. Like I said, possible this game's a lot closer than both I and Vegas think. I just don't see it. A lot. So much would have to go wrong for us and so much would have to go right for Syracuse. It would have to just be a perfect storm of events. I don't see it happening. Uh, that being said, I do love each and every one of you for listening to me talk here each and every day and for listening to Drake talk here each and every day. On this, uh, for the podcast, you can find us anywhere you can find your podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google Play, or wherever you're listening to it right now if you are. For the YouTube, please give this video a like if you did like it, which I think you should because I predicted us to win 42 to 13, and that's always great. Uh, subscribe to the channel and ding that little bell at the top. That'll turn on your notifications for when our videos drop. And please do comment below. Tell us what your final score prediction is. And if it's closer than seven, I'm going to be really disappointed because this should just be a fun game where you don't have to worry about the outcome. Yeah, folks, give me Florida State 34. Give me Syracuse 17. I think that basically the total at the right spot. But I definitely think this is a Syracuse team that if this was a healthier Syracuse team, I definitely think that they have a chance to keep it closer. But it's not a healthy team. And we've seen in the past two weeks, basically going against very solid defenses that they've struggled offensively. And the defense yep. can only bail you out so much. So 34-17 is my pick. FSU will cover the over-under. That's going to be a push, but you're not here for anything over that. So, Dave, thank you so much for joining me today on the walkthrough. Folks, thank you guys for joining us today. And please, if you can, don't forget, five-star reviews, either our podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or Virgie Podcast from. For Dave, this is Drake, and we'll see you all next time on Locked on Seminoles. Take care, everybody, and RIP Batman. Be cute. Be cute. <laughs>